All right, everyone. It is Sunday, September 17th, 2023. It's the MLB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Louis Adam Martin. Join my, my co-host, Mr. Big Marcel. We just finished recapping Noche UFC, and now we move our focus to UFC Vegas 79. So still in Sin City, but uh, back at the apex here for this card, Marcel. I believe we have 11 fights on this card. Um, we have about 45 minutes, guys, to preview the card for you guys, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Marcel, just throw your thoughts on, on this card before we get into it. Yeah, it's an okay card. You know, it's a, kind of an apex card. I, well, I, I, the main event is not really apex, but I think the UFC think this is typical apex for some reason. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a definitely a very good main event. I think co main event is very fun as well. There are some beef between those two for some years, so that's yeah. a fun one. And uh, yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm weird, but I still like Karate Hardy. And I like Michelle or Mar- Mar- Marina Rodriguez. I want to say Michelle Rodriguez, but that's actress. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's no kick card. A couple of comments. Knox, he likes the card. So is Joe. Yeah, I, I think it's decent. Like, I mean, there's some really good fights, but there's also a few, especially on the prelims, there's a couple of fights that are just like loser gets caught. You know what I mean, Marcel? Uh, so um, that's, that's pretty much like LFA uh, prelims, I would say. Some of them are, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into it. Let's just let's just get right into it, guys. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Absolutely, Max Holloway. All right, start off the night, Marcel, in the women's bandweight division. We have Tamiris Fidal, second fight in the UFC, taking on Montserrat Rendon, who's making her UFC debut. Odds for this one right now have, um, obviously, we have Vidal favorite here, uh, not surprisingly, after her debut getting that flying knee. Minus 250 here against plus 205 with Rendon. Yeah, I mean, like, Rendon is a grappler, Marcel, so it's, it's striker grappler, right? But, mm-hmm. I mean, Vidal is t- very impressive, and, and she's really young, too. She's only 25. Uh, Montserrat Rendon, one year younger than me, so 34 years old here, making her debut only five fights. Don't like that. Um, I think her last fight was split decision in LFA, like, not, you know, super impressive. Not really – it's it's kind of weird that she's on this card. Like, if she was signed, why not put her on that Mexico card? Yeah. Kind of. I don't really understand this at all. Like, she is, um, she is undefeated. You know, she's only been fighting for three years. So again, her grappling is like decent. So I, she could get some success with the grappling. But I mean, how do you not pick Vidal? How do you not pick her after that last fight, man? With that flying knee knockout and a lot of finishes in her career. She has a win over Aileen Perez. It was illegal knees, but she she did win that fight. Martina Jandro from PFL also fought Carol Hosa. No, uh, so level of competition is higher for her too. Uh, better wins, already has UFC experience. Uh, everything's pointing to Vidal to win this fight, Marcel. I, I know that uh, Rendon has not been finished yet in MMA, but this would be the fight where it happened. So I'm leaning towards this girl getting another finish, Marcel. I really liked what I saw last time, man. There's no reason I'd pick against her now. So give me Vidal in a knockout. What do you think? Yeah, the only reason I would uh, pick against Vidal is that atrocious walkout uh, that she had in her debut. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think she wins as well. You know, um, she was impressive. I know it was against um, Ramona Pasquale, but but still, she was impressive. What she showed, uh, beautiful flying knee. Um, Montserrat Rendon, another Montserrat in the UFC, right? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, not really impressive what I've seen, but. Um, yeah, like you said, it's like ground fighter against more of a stand-up fighter. Uh, yeah, and, and I was going to say, Vidal's low loss was by submission. So, like, if the fight goes to the ground, she could be in a little bit of trouble. But I don't uh, know if the girl gets it there, right? Yeah, that's possible, you know. But, man, I would also lean towards Vidal. Uh, ah, late finish or decision. The only problem is the odds a little bit because it is minus 250. Like, again, I do think she wins, but it's mm-hmm. like, 
as a grappler, if Rendon can get that that takedown, she'd be a live dog at plus two or five. I, I can say that again. I'm not picking her, but if she can get that takedown, it'd be interesting. I still think Vidal probably finishes her though. So I do. We do have an agreement here in the first fight, Marcel. Uh, Joe likes the means of Piala fight. Yeah, that's a that's a good fight. All right, let's go to the next fight here, guys. We got Mizuki taking on Hannah Goldie. So she went away for two years, Marcel. Now she doesn't have a last name anymore. Uh, Mizuki, anyway. Um, Three. Taking, yeah, taking on Hannah Goldie, and then any. Uh, I was going to say Mizuki. She's also minus two fifty. Exact same odds in this fight. Hannah Goldie plus two hundred five. Uh, I mean, again, you know. I would lean Mizuki because I just don't think Hannah Goldie's that good. I, I'd favor it any opportunity I can get, and I'm going to here. But, like, would I lay minus 250 on this girl who hasn't fought in three years? No fucking chance in hell. Like, there's no, way. <laughs> there's no chance. Like, this is horrible value on this girl, Mizuki. Hasn't fought in three years. Her last fight was a loss. Two fights in the UFC. Split decision went over Wuya and who's not very good. And then Amanda Lemos decisions her. So, I mean, the fact that she went to decision with Lemos, I guess, is something to hold her head up. But, like, hasn't fought in three years. Probably goes back and you know improved. Uh, she's young, so like I imagine she can come back and make some improvements. But again, I just don't have confidence in her in this fight. Uh, I would imagine she gets the job done here, Mizuki Marcel. Um, the odds are probably like that for a reason. The odds makers aren't trying to give up plus money on fighters they don't think will win necessarily. Um, I just I don't know, man. This is not a fight I'm interested in betting again. Like. I'm picking both the favorites in the women's fights, guys. They're both minus 250. Would it really surprise you if, if one of them lost, one of these women no. lost, or even both? No. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Like, if you really were feeling interesting, you could take a shot on both dogs, small, right, and hope to break even if one wins. I'm not going to. I'll just pass completely. But, yeah, I mean, how could you really have confidence in, in this girl have, have not having fought in three years? There's just better spots out there, guys. There's better spots. So I'll take, I'll take Mizuki by decision, I guess, Marcel. But, like, man. No, no way I would bet on this. Go ahead. Feel the same way, man. This horrible betting line here. You know, you're not gonna put that kind of money on, on somebody who hasn't fought for three years, and I'm definitely not gonna putting any money on Dana Gold. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> what can you do? Um, yeah. I'm also going with uh, Mizuki in a way here. Um, yeah, she wins. I would say decision. By the way, she's actually uh, one of the only. She's the only brother-sister combination who has been in the UFC, right? Naoki Inoue or something? Yeah, Naoki and Mizuki, yeah. What happened to that guy? He fought like a couple times, right? Like once I or think he's a riser, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. All right, let's go to the next fight here. All right, guys. This one, another fight. I think I think can go either way, too. Mohamed Usman taking on Jay Collier. Um, Usman is favored here. He is minus 165, plus 140 on Jay Collier. Again, Marcel, like... Low-level heavyweights here, guys. Like, Usman, he is 2-0 in the UFC, but hasn't looked that good. I thought he'd be tough, but it was so close. And he only landed seven significant strikes. It was terrible. It was actually a really bad fight to watch. He, he did have takedowns, though, in 12 minutes of control. So, it, that was impressive, I guess, in a way. And then the Puga fight was losing, and they came back and knocked him out. So, like, he's been getting wins, but, like, it's not that it's not that impressive to me. And then Collier, you know, again, he's been in the UFC almost 10 years now. Um he did that transformation from, from a middleweight to light heavyweight, nice heavyweight, you know. But man, although I do feel like his record is a little bit um, worse than it should be because some of these fights were like the Carlos Felipe fight and the Arlovsky fight, he probably should have won at least one of those fights in the judges' scorecards, if not both. Yeah. Um, 
but the last couple of fights have not been very good either. The Barnett fight was just like he drops him and then gassed out again. I mean, the guy is just not really in good shape. Um, the Boudet fight was like at least a little better. He went the distance for some with the guy who's really good. Like I, I think Boudet is a pretty good fighter, so that was um, decent. But again, how do you trust him coming off three straight losses? Like it's it's tough to you. So man, I again, this could be a dog's dogger pass spot. I'm, I'm passing completely though. I'll take Usman Marcel to win a decision, I guess. But like I think this fight is the worst fight in the card. Personally, what do you think? Yeah, man, I'm actually surprised UFC didn't put another main card, to be really honest. Um, I feel the same way, man. The thing is with Collier, I really feel – I feel like I can't pick him anymore after that Chris Barnett fight. He looked so bad in that one, you know, remember? Um, cast out completely in the second Your camera's round. gone, by the way. Oh. Uh, there you go. That's this fucking camera, man. Um, yeah, I mean, probably it was one decision, you know, but uh, – yeah, he's going to be like probably the worst 3-0 and fighter in the UFC, you know? I know, right? Like, it's crazy. And you have guys like, what's that guy's name that's really good that's an 0-3? Um, Lacerda. Well, Lacerda's 0-4. Gabriel Santos, 0-2. Santos, that's the guy we were thinking about, 0-2. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I completely agree. All right, let's go to the next fight here. Again, uh, this fight could suck, too. I think this fight's going to really suck, to be honest with you. Um Jacob Malku taking a Cody Burns. I want to say this was short notice book too. Like, I, it wasn't much notice, right, for these guys? Like, about a month? Malku so? was supposed to fight Alias Kapkizriev. Didn't happen. Then he was oh. supposed to fight Robert Brickshack. Didn't happen. And now he's supposed to fight Cody So Cody taking the fight at short notice here. Yeah. I mean, the odds are reflective of what the fight is. It's minus 45, Malku, plus 370, Cody. Happy you, happy you been on Brundage. Like, the last fight was so bad against Dumas. Terrible. Um, he's looked just really bad. Like, he had the he had a couple of good fights, you know, a couple of good wins in a row, I should say. Like, but overall, the UFC he has not looked very impressive, Marcel. Like, he, on paper, he's this amazing wrestler or whatever, but like, I don't see that in his fights at all. Um, you know, he's a guy that kind of wilts under the pressure. He kind of gasses out. I like I I have a soft spot for this guy because I know he's. I, I think his daughter's got some issues, like, and I have a soft spot for that, right? I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Marcel. You know, but uh, at the same time, I just. I can't pick this dude. I think Malkoon just ragdolls him, man. Honestly, look at Malkoon's stats. Nine takedowns against Maximov, seven against Allen, six against Dobson, eight against Abdul Razak Alsan. The guy's a takedown fucking machine. I actually thought he even beat Brendan Allen, to be honest with you. Um, he's a boring-ass fighter to watch. I, I, it's like watching paint dry. Like this, you always talk about your uh, your your poop break. This is definitely the fight, I would say. <laughs> I think he just like he just takes him down, holds him there, and it's going to be a really bad fight, and, and Brendan will just stay on the bottom and be content to lose a decision. That's like, exactly like the Dumas fight. That's why I see it playing out. Again, minus 45 is a lot, but like I'm I'm like 99% sure that this guy wins. Uh, he's like my my most confident pick on the card. Malcoon by decision. I, I I absolutely think he wins this fight. And the odds are where they are for a reason. What do you think? Normally it's possible, you know. The thing is like if Cody Brundage is on, he can't surprise, you know, but the thing is like he didn't do it last last couple of times. Um yeah. listen man the the Oleksiychuk fight wasn't good. The, actually, the the, the Vieira fight was pretty good the first round. He almost finished him, you know. But yeah, uh, he, uh, then he lost in the second round. The Dumas fight was really bad, and he knows that as well. Um, yeah, I mean, Malkun is like, uh, how do you say that? He's like a training partner of Robert Whitaker, but he's the complete opposite to me. You know, it's like Robert Whitaker. I always want to see him fight Malkun. I always want to not see him fight. Um, I mean, Brundage actually wanted this fight last year already, you know. Um, the thing is, like, 
Malkun probably is going to spam takedowns. You know, that's what I expect, you know, and try to uh, to dry hunt. So that's pretty much what I expect. So probably Malkun, uh decision win because he's never getting a finish. So, yeah. The wet blanket himself. Yeah. We've got a couple of comments here. And they're having a card ended with all decisions. I don't think I don't think so. I mean, there's probably going to be cards with mostly decisions, but I can't think of one that didn't have one finish. Yeah, exactly. I think he wins easily, though, guys. Uh, what's up, Antoine? How's it going, man? Glad to have you here, my friend. All right, Marcel, we'll go to the next fight. Uh, it's a good one, I think, too. Uh, I think was it Joe was saying he likes this fight. I like it, too, Joe. We have Tim the Dirty Vermeans taking on Andre Fialu. And the odds for this one mean are uh, Fialu's favorite here. He is minus one, uh, minus 200 and plus 165 with Tim Means. I'll let you this one, Marcel. What do you think? Um, yeah, it's like... Um... <laughs> it's actually very difficult, in my opinion, you know, because I feel like Andre Fialo uh, can get the knockout early, you know, but he's a bad gas tank, dude, and he's hittable as well. And uh, Tim Means, at the same time, maybe he can play it safe, you know, maybe he can play it safe and uh, get him into deeper waters, you know, and get the decision or get a late finish. Uh, maybe if he can get it to the ground, you know, I think Tim Means is better on the ground than Andre Fialo. Maybe that's a bold claim, but that's what I feel. Um, very difficult to be honest. You know, I think if you're going for an early knockout, you pick Fialo. If you don't go for early knockout, you pick Tim Means. Uh, man, let's roll with Means here, dude. He's still he's still mean. Um, it's it's part of his name, for God's sake. You know, so uh, Tim Means decision for me here. Uh, maybe even a late finish. All right, load up the sound. Load it up. Okay, then. <laughs> load it up. Load it up. And in the meantime, dude. I'm gonna get these comments. Have you seen the UFC 294 poster? I haven't seen anything. Mark, no, uh, Craig, hope you're doing well, Craig. I hope you had a good night last night. I think you did well with your betting, right? Marcel, you got it ready? One, two, three. Tim Means. Tim fucking the dirty bird means, dude. How do you not take him here at plus 165? You have to take a shot on him. Like, he's the better fighter. He's the better striker. He's just older. That's the only problem. He's the better fighter. He has more experience than me. He's a better fighter overall. Um, Fialu's got power, but he's got a terrible chin. They knocked on three straight fights. He gets tired late in the fights. Like you said, man, there's no way in hell I would bet on a guy coming off three straight knockout loss, especially a guy as chinny as this dude, against a striker like Tim Means, who also has a good gas tank. He can easily go 15 minutes, Tim Means. There's no problem there. You saw when he fought Mike Perry. Like, you saw how technical the striking is, guys. Like, I understand he's lost his last three fights, but look at how the fights played out. He was getting beaten on the ground. Fialu's not taking him down. This is going to be a stand-up fight. It's a 50-50 fight that I think Tim Means as, as a plus-165 dog. You fucking damn right he's going to bark this weekend. My first dog pick in the card, Tim Means by knockout. I like Tim Means by knockout here. I would definitely take a shot on that, too, that prop. Um, I would say second or third-round knockout. But it could come in the first round, too, like with a counterpunch. I just don't trust Fialu at all, and I don't really understand why he's minus 200. Other than the fact he's, like, eight years younger, he doesn't really have an advantage in this fight, in my opinion. You know? And I think you agree, Marcel. Yeah. Sorry, he's 10 years younger, not, not eight. But I understand that, guys. Trust me. Tim's 39. But I still think he's, he can still win fights, and I think this is a fight he can win. I think he gets him out of there. All right, so we have a consensus dog. There we fucking go, Marcel. Did you expect me to pick these? I wasn't sure. That's why I actually wanted to start because I, I wanted to hear what you say. But, no, I liked them already anyways. I was going to pick them. I actually haven't – that's the thing. Sometimes I'm, like, on the fence about dogs. Like, I have no hesitation with this dog pick. Like, I want to make this dog pick. I've always liked Tim Means. I think he has a really good shot to win. At plus 165, 
in a fight that really can go either way because they both have power and they're probably someone gets knocked out. You have to take a shot. All right, we go to the next fight here, guys. We have Dan Argetta, or according to the topology, Dan Argetta. I don't know why it says that, but Dan Argetta. I've got Jason. Takes on Miles Johnson here in the bandwidth division. Odds for this one. Dan Argetta is favored. Minus 185. Miles Johnson plus 155. You know, Marcel, I'll tell you right now, if, if I didn't see that last fight with uh, Ronnie Lawrence, I yeah. probably would have picked Miles Johns here, but after seeing how dominant he was in that fight, I have to take him here. Like the guy's definitely leveled up, and also like at 135, he's a better fighter, I think too. Like he's more dangerous, he's bigger. Um, in this fight, Derek, you know, uh, is I think going to be able to get Miles Johns down. I know Miles Johns has really good takedown defense. I get that; it's very, very high. But I don't know if he's fought a wrestler to, to, of this caliber yet, really. Um, I, I just don't think Miles is that great, man. I got to be honest. That last one. Vince Morales was really bad, and right before they got finished the ground, I think Argetta can get him down. To be honest, Marcel, the more I think about it, I was thinking decision, but now I'm thinking maybe he can submit, and maybe that can happen. So, yeah, I'm thinking Gargetta decision submission. That's what I'm thinking here. Lean towards a sub now that I think about it, because uh, I think he, he can get the neck or something and choke this guy out. I'm thinking Dan Argetta. What do you think? Yeah, I feel the same way, actually. You know, I've always been pretty high on Miles Johns, but... Yeah, I feel like Dan Argetta is, is very underrated, you know, and uh, I think he showed in his last fight against Ronnie. I always say Ronnie Lawrence instead of Ronnie Lawrence. Uh, he showed in Ronnie Lawrence fight, uh, got to a no contest. Um, yeah, I'm also feeling Argetta is going to get the win here. Will he, will he finish him? I don't think so. I'll go with the decision, but I think he will be uh, uh, pretty dominant on the ground. That's how I feel about the fight. Yeah, no, for sure. All right, we'll go to the next fight here. Car. We got yeah, Ricardo Hamos taking Ricardo Hamos, I should say, taking on Charles Jordan. I think I did pretty good in both those names, I would say. Yeah, this is a close these are close odds. Minus one thirty is and plus one ten Hamos. What do you think, man? It's a difficult fight, I think. You know, Charles Jordan. Um uh, I feel like he was uh, kind of a, a, on the bad streak at a certain moment. You know, the Shane Burgers fight was close, yeah, true. But the Nathaniel Wood fight, he got completely destroyed pretty much in that fight, in my opinion. And he fought Cron Gracie, where the UFC clearly wanted to to get Cron Gracie a win there, but <laughs> that didn't happen. Charles the perfect, and uh, he got the win by decision. If you look at Ricardo Ramos, the dude had a problem with his weight. Uh, in the in this last fight when he had to fight uh, Austin Lingo, you know, uh, it was he was too heavy, al almost ten pounds too heavy. I was fighting Charles Jordan. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a difficult one, you know. I think it's a really close fight to be really honest. Um, I hope he makes weight, but I have more uh, confidence in Ricardo Ramos getting it done. So I'm picking Ricardo. Uh, via uh, does he finish him? I don't think so. Going decision went for the Brazilian there. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you. Uh, let's see here. Wait, wait, sorry. Who did you pick? Wait, can you say one more time? Ramos, sorry. Ricardo Ramos. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm picking him too. I'm, I am picking him as a dog as well. So hit the button again. <laughs> I just clicked it away. What right, the? Come on, man. We, we're not done yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know I'm, I'm shocked myself. I'm going against the Canadian here, Marcel, but like. <laughs> I think Hamosh is a good fighter, just doesn't fight that often. But, like, man, I here's the thing. Like, here's what really stands out to me, Marcel. You know what Jordan's takedown defense is? Do you know what it is? No. 48%. So that's below yeah. average, by, like very below average. I, I think he can be taken down in this fight. I think he can be controlled in the ground. I think it might look like that Bill Algio fight with, with Ricardo Hamosh, where he just, like, grinded him out with takedowns, body lock takedowns. 
That's how I think the fight plays out. Like, I like Jordan. Obviously, guys, good striker. Here's the thing with the Kron Gracie fight, because you'll be like, oh, well, Kron didn't take him down. First off, Kron's not a good wrestler. Second off, Kron did not attempt one takedown in that fight. What the fuck was he thinking? Kron looked like he had just come out of, like, a, a spaceship and entered the, the world for the first time in 100 years in that fight, <laughs> yeah. Like, he just, he looked terrible. And I don't really rate that win that high. The no. fight before that, Wood and Fergus took him down, grinded him out. If it's on the feet, obviously Jordan can win this fight and because mm-hmm. I think he's the better striker. But it's not like that much of a big striking difference, I don't think. Like, Hamosh is a good striker too. Hamosh has that crazy spinning back elbow that he's knocked a couple of guys out with, that the special move. I don't know if he knocks out Jordan. Jordan is very, very tough, obviously, Marcel. A very good chin. But I think he could submit him maybe if the fight goes to the ground. I, I kind of feel like most likely, though, it's going to be a very close fight that Hamosh has more control and he wins the decision. That's what I'm thinking. So, yeah, at the dog, Marcel, I'm with you. I think he wins the fight as a dog. Um, you said decision. Sorry, I, I just uh, was distracted when you said that. What, was it decision you said? or or? Uh, yeah, I said decision, yeah. Yeah, so we have the same pick. There we go. I think he's way better on the ground, Antoine, right? Like, I would imagine you feel the same way, right? Ground game, Marcel? Sorry, not again. Almost just ground game. I, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, like- I think he's better ground game than, than Jordan, yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll go to the next fight here. We got Brian Battle taking on AJ Fletcher. After this one, we have take a look here. Battle is favored minus one eighty. Fletcher plus one fifty. Go ahead, Marcel. Yeah, man, Brian Battle. Um, he surprised me, dude. Not gonna lie, in this last fight, you know, he got the quick knockout win over Cape Green, um, and he's been looking good in the UFC. Besides that, Renat Fakradino fight, but I think many guys losing to Renat Fakradino. You know what I mean? So it's not really that bad. If you look at AJ Fletcher, he got the win over Tambo Garimbo last time out. And uh, his fights with Angelusa and Matthew Settlesberger were fun to watch, you know, but he lost those fights. He got that quick win over Darmiani in the Contender Series in 2021. I think that was the very first episode of the very first fight of the very first episode that year. Um, I think we'll be a close fight. I think we'll be one of the, be- the better fights on the card, to be honest, man. Uh, but, man, I'm favoring battle. Maybe it's a little bit recency bias, but I think uh, he can get the win. Uh, he has to... I feel like he has to keep it standing for sure. Um, Brian Battle, unanimous decision, I think, but it will be a fun one. And uh, I have a feeling we might differ on this one. Yeah. So it's kind of a tough one, eh? I think. Um, but again, there are there's going to be some dogs that win on this card. Fletcher's like decent, but here's the thing, man. Look at the reach disadvantage. Ten here's inches, the thing, you guys. Like, Guys, it's just too much to overcome. 10 inches of reach and three inches of height, but the 10 inches of reach, this guy's got little T-Rex arms. I understand he took down Temba and Garimbo in the last fight and submitted him. Like, that was a good win. And the An- Angelosa fight looked okay at times. Same with Selmsberger, but, like, you know, again, the reach is just – he has to go for takedowns, I would imagine, this fight. Kind of beat him like how Renat did, grapple him. But, like, I just don't rate Agent Fletcher the same kind of grappler as Renat. And Renat, like, yes, he took him down controlling, but, like, wasn't really able to do much on the ground, you know? Didn't really advance position that much. Like, didn't really go for finish in that fight. Um, battle man on the feet, so dangerous. Marcel with the striking. Two knockouts to the UFC under one minute. I mean, that's, that shows it right there. I think his, you know, his takedown defense on paper is 38%. But again, it's, it's you know, because that rematch fight, it looks worse than it is, I think. I don't know, man. This is a tough one. Honestly, it is tough. But it, it, I just can't ignore the 10 inches of reach. So even though I think Fletcher could grapple in here, it's possible. I would lean battle. Um, I was thinking decision, but maybe knockout. What would you say, Marcel, for the method? 
Um, I said decision. I wanted to say that's what she said when you said this. I cannot. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm making a decision here, but like again, you know, it, it's it's not my. I don't have the best read on this fight. I probably stay away from it personally. All right, we'll go to the next fight here, guys. We have Michelle Waterson Gomez taking on Marina Rodriguez in a rematch. This is a very weird rematch to me. I yeah, don't really understand why they're making this fight unless you know maybe the UFC matchmakers think Marina is on decline. I mean, and they think you know maybe she'll lose and. I don't know. It's possible she is. Like, she hasn't looked very good lately, but it's still a weird fight to do again. Um, yeah, Marina's favorite here in the rematch, obviously, minus 305, uh, plus 245 on Gomez. So, Marcin Gomez. So, Rodriguez, second biggest favorite in the card behind Malkoon. I mean, why would you pick Marcin Gomez, really, unless you think Marina Rodriguez is, is really on the decline and a shot fighter? Like, I'm just not ready to say it because you lost to, to, to Lemos and then Jane Jaroba. Like, the last fight was bad. Don't get me wrong; it was really, really bad. But again, is this is this the opponent that's going to grapple her? Like Waterson is not that great of a grappler. She's decent. She can sneak in and take down here or there, but not like a strong wrestler. It'll probably be a striking battle again. And then in the first fight, it was forty nine forty six for Marina, and she outstruck her one hundred twenty five to eighty eight. And this fight was it wasn't that long ago, if I'm not mistaken. It was in two thousand and twenty one. So two just about over two years ago. Um, it feels like it was even more recent than that, to be honest with you. I don't understand why they're running this fight back. It's just kind of weird. Like, it just doesn't really make sense to me. Um, I'm picking Marina Rodriguez by decision here. Uh, I don't have a ton of interest in betting on Marcel, although I am pretty sure she wins this fight. It's just, again, she is on a little bit of a decline. So minus 300, you have to pay a pretty big price for her here. I'm pretty sure she wins, though, because you talk about decline. I mean, Waterson Gomez lost five to six. She is competitive in these fights. That's why she keeps getting these other fights. But, like... I don't know, man. What do you think, man? I think Watterson won last fight against Pinheiro, to be honest. You know, I think she got uh, she got screwed in that one, although it was close. Um, yeah, I think the first fight was at 125. Maybe that's why they want to do it at 115 this time. I have no idea why. But um, yeah, I'm also on Rodriguez, probably by decision. It's like a really weird uh, rematch. I like both girls, to be honest, you know, but um, it's just a weird rematch, which I'm like, why the hell do we do this again? But uh, yeah. Uh, long story short, Rodriguez the unanimous decision. Yep, yep, they're the same pick. All right, we'll go to the next one here, guys. Bryce Mitchell taking on Dan Ige. Odds to this one, Bryce Mitchell's favorite minus 190, plus 150 Ige. Yeah, again, I, I'm going with uh, Bryce Mitchell, the grappler here. And, and again, there's a big enough sample size where I look at Dan Ige's take down even 56%, very bad. So there's a big enough sample size here, guys, where because he has 14 fights in the UFC, I counted it. Like, we know now that he doesn't have very good takedown defense. He is a good striker. He's a good, well-rounded fighter. Don't get me wrong. He's solid everywhere, but, like, and he's tough. But, again, Mitchell is a very strong grappler. Um, most of his fights, he's gone to takedown. In most fights, he's able to get top control. I know the last fight didn't go well for him, but he's, he was able to get down to Poria, which is kind of surprising. Um yeah, I, I mean, listen, man, I, Bryce Mitchell's still, I think, a pretty good prospect. You know, I'm not ready to write him off because he lost to Topuria. Um, I this, I don't agree with most of the stuff this dude says. Like, he's just kind of out there. But, like, man, his grappling's good. So, I, I think he gets the fight down. Dan's so, super tough. I don't think he finishes him. So, I'm thinking decision. But I think it'll look like maybe, like, the Monster of Love fight or even the Chance on Jung fight. Like, that's the thing. Chance on Jung was able to have all the success with the takedowns. There's no reason to think. The Bryce Mitchell can't either. So, Bryce Mitchell by decision. What do you think? 
Yeah, that's a pick. You know, Bryce Mitchell by decision. He's going to probably spend the takedown. He's going to try to get it to the ground, and he's pretty uh, dominant when he can control people on the ground. So I yep. feel the same way, man. I think Dan is uh, good enough to prevent from getting submitted or getting TKO by ground and pound. Uh, Mitchell decision is the way to go for me as well. There we go. All right, what are the last fight here, guys? The main event. Wow, we got here quick today, which is good, but that's okay. All righty. We got Rafael Fiziev taking on Mikhail Gamrot. Amazing main event, in my opinion. Minus 160, Fiziev, plus 135, Gamrot. Yeah, I love this fight, Marcel. I fucking love this fight, man. Um, great fight. I have to go with Fiziev, though, Marcel. And again, you know, I, I'm a numbers guy, and look at the takedown defense, 90%. Gamrot's going to have a hard time getting him down. I know Gamrot does, he averages four and a half takedowns a fight. He's a fucking great grappler. He even took down Armand six times. like So he is phenomenal with the grappling. But I do think Fiziev's hips are so fast, man. He's been able to shrug off a lot of the takedowns. Um, am I worried about the cardio a little bit because he does slow down in fights, right? But I do remember that fight with RDA where he, he knocked him out in the fifth round. So, so although he did slow down a little bit in the Gaethje fight and the uh, Bobby Green fight, I still think that Gamrot's pace is not going to be like as high as those guys in the feet and Fiziev won't slow down as much. I think the fight probably goes the distance. These guys are both very tough. Gamrot's never been finished before, um, and Fiziev, he's been finished, but like it's it's you know it's not easy to do. Um, yeah, I think this is a fucking great fight. I think it's going to be fight of the night probably. Uh, I'm going Fiziev by decision. That's my pick, Marcel. I think he outstrikes him, keeps the fight standing, and gets the job done here, man. Phenomenal fight. What do you think? Yeah, I also don't see a finish in this one, to be honest. Um, I think both both guys are really well matched up against each other. Um, Gamrot definitely will try to get it to the ground, although Viziav ain't that bad on the ground, but he probably will try to keep it standing. Um, I think it will be a super close fight, to be honest. I think Gamrot will find success with his, with his takedowns, but I also think Viziav can get up and that will find success in the striking. I see this going to split decision, man, to be really honest. I think Viziav wins, but uh, I think it will be super close. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good fight, man. Um, yeah. But yeah. One for the fence at the apex. Yeah, Marcus likes Gamrot. He's been talking to me about this for a while. Joe likes Gamrot. Pato likes... Look, all you guys like Gamrot. Fair enough. I mean, listen, it's a it's a competitive fight. The, I said the odds, right? Did I not say... Yeah, minus 160 and plus 135. I think that's competitive odds. The, the, but, the thing uh, is, what always is like really... Uh, I always feel like people are really want to take... How should I say this? Do would imagine it would be plus one sixty for Fiziev. Would many people then still say we are going with Gumrod? Or do they pick do they pick Gumrod because he has the underdog? Yeah, it's possible. But I mean, listen, you know like I, mean? I, I, I get that, but it's only natural, I think, think that way sometimes, you know. Um, just because like you know some dogs will hit, and if you look at the odds and you're like, okay, there's value, you might sway your opinion. But yeah. I you're saying because if the odds were the other way, you'd feel the same way. So I get yeah, it. but yeah, that's what that's why I say I just say who I think is gonna win. I'm not looking at the odds here, you know. That's I good, just though. think what I think is gonna win. You know? No, that's that's and that's that that'll make you like you know accurate picks. All right. That's it for UFC um Vegas 79, guys. I hope you enjoyed the preview. We're just gonna preview uh contender for uh Tuesday and then we'll do Bellator really quick. We have a let's just go for like another five five minutes or so, Marcel. Um sure thing. let me pull it up here, guys. We got contender series. Uh, yeah, once again, I expect Dana to, you know, hand out the contracts like candy. Um, Shamil Gaziev over Greg Velasco. Gaziev should knock him out and get the contract. Yeah. Uh, Jacoby Jones against James. Daniel James. I'll get your thoughts on one sec. Uh, Daniel James Allen, I guess the, Jacoby. yeah, Jacoby, uh, is favorite here. Um, LFA guy. Talita Allen Char against Stephanie Luciano. Don't Talita's a Titan of Seagull, right? I don't, I don't know a lot about these. I didn't do this fight yet. I didn't really like look at it yet. Let's take a look. 
MMA Masters. Okay, LFA, oh yeah, LFA girl. Um, Titan FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other girl. I feel like I've heard her for this one. Talita's uh, a great grappler. I'm going okay. with Talita. All right. Look at this girl's picture. <laughs> Rodina. Yeah, again, and you're taking Gaziev, right, in the first fight? Yeah, yeah, Gaziev, Jones, Talita. I'm also going oh, with, the, with the, the difficult Brazilian name. Canyon Kruchetsky. This guy's like Russian, Brazilian. He got the win over Adriano Martins. Oh, he did. He decisioned him. Nice win. Oh, he's on a nice win streak or uh, unbeaten streak. Damian Lapos, Taylor's brother. A lot of experience, this guy. Interesting. Yeah, you know, it's always interesting when they pull up these guys that have all these, these fights in Brazil. Dylan Montello, the quiet man. Um, I don't know a lot about this guy. I mean, that's not the most impressive record, but he's been finishing people, so he's getting the shot. And then we got Igor De Silva. Another guy named Jawanta. Isn't that weird? Back-to-back -back weeks? Like, I've never even heard of this name before, and then all of a sudden, we got two guys. Yeah, Jonathan's a pretty common name in Brazil, I think. Fair enough. Igor De Silva. He's undefeated. Jungle fight guy. They like the jungle fight fighters, eh? Yeah, the Jungle Fire is pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Why is Who he Italian, actually? I don't know. Who wins this one, though? Why Silva? is this Italian flag? Oh, he I, he's fighting out of Italian now. Well, he's a Brazilian, yeah. That's what I would say. Um, yeah. Silver, sure Silva, violence. Yeah. I, th I think Silva wins. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> 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 All right, really quick. We'll just go through Bellator, guys. Just, just quickly. Um Eblin is like minus 500. He should absolutely win. He's been training with Strickland, right? So yeah. uh, Pico should win as well. Do you saw Strickland with that fire thing to uh, Hans Mo? Nope. <laughs> no, I'll send it to you later. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's crazy. Cool. What do you think, though? Uh, Pico wins, dude. Listen, man. Pedro Garvalho. I said it on the Belt for some podcast, no disrespect, but the only people picking Pedro Cavallo are his teammates, his family, and the mentally ill. So, I mean, yeah. uh, Aaron Pico's winning that fight. Fair enough. Um, anything else from this card? Um, Bernal, Bernal wins. Kavanaugh yeah. wins. Uh, let me see. I think Shokeli upsets Omasi probably. Uh, I have Rodriguez winning. Uh, Luke Trainer wins. Let me see. Um, what else is interesting? Peter Crilly wins. He gets a, a tune-up fight against Daniela Michelli. Charlie Ward. Uh, Greg, Gregor Babin wins against Charlie Ward. This is a good fight, too. Mansar Bernoulli versus JJ Wilson. That's a very That's good buried. fight. And so is this yeah. fight. Luca Pocklet versus Roman Feraldo. That's also That's a good buried fight. too. This card's weird. There's 22 Dude, fights in this card, by the way, guys. The, under Kazan Magomed Sharipov. Uh, Why yeah. is he so far deep on the card? I, I don't think this is the right bout order yet. Oh, know? okay. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Well, that's it anyways. Um. Yeah. All right, Marcel. I I, I think we're good here. Um, we finished it in about what thirty five minutes, so we did well. Do you think Pico ever come over to UFC? I mean, it'd be nice, but I don't think so. Anyways, Marcel, I think let's just end it here. Um, appreciate everyone joining in today. Um, thanks for coming in a short notice, guys. Just wanted to get out of the way for the week. Marcel, anything you want to say, man, before we get out of here? I'm good, man. Guys, thanks for watching as always. Looking forward to see you guys next week. Then we could do the recap of UC Vegas 79. But there is no preview because there is no card the week after. So probably some QA. Fair enough. All right, Marcel. Thanks again, man. Uh that was a lot of fun. Eric, guys, we'll uh we'll be back soon. Uh have a great week, everyone. Good luck with your bets and, and hopefully you guys uh, cash out. Peace.